Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the non-certification of Arizona's elections, the World Cup in Qatar, and Twitter's new management. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass Podcast. Anyways, so who's having an exciting time on Twitter? I'm having an exciting time on Twitter. <laughs> Why is that? Because Twitter, I now see the appeal of Twitter. Because it's, if you're, uh, let me let me put it this way. You should not be on Twitter unless you're 25 or older. But once you're 25 or older, it's such a great place to insult people on the internet. It's incredible. I love it. So you're just giving in to, uh... You're just giving in to uh, what everyone's been doing before, trolling everyone else. I know, but now that we have a free speech person in charge, it's actually fun knowing that I won't be banned on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. Well, we'll, we'll talk about Twitter's new management uh, in in you know in the future in uh, in the you know in a later part of the episode. But before we go on to topic one, I do want to say. Uh, to all the people who are, you know, listening to the podcast right now, I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening. Uh, and if you like our work, there is a simple way that you can help us reach more people, which is to uh, like the video, uh, share it with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. You can also hit the notification bell, know when we upload. Uh, in addition, we're also on Spotify, Apple, Google. You can find us at Instagram, at the right side of the compass, or you can comment on the video, or you can uh, find us on uh, on Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter. Rody needs to get a Twitter. Rody, you need to get a Twitter. You hear that? <laughs> I heard you. I heard you. I'm going to get to it. You need to get to it soon, because we, we, we need to start insulting people on the internet. I mean, I'm already doing a great job, but I need your help. We need. I need, you need all your help. I need your help. Yes, we need all your helps. So, uh, you know, you can find me. Let me just look up my Twitter handle. Just want to make sure I got it correct. Um, my Twitter handle is as follows. At Luke R-S-O-T-C in capitals. You should be able to find me on Twitter. And soon Rody will have a Twitter account as well. And we can all have fun laughing at the libs. Uh, anyways, we thank you for tuning in. And we hope you enjoy the episode. Now... Let's talk about, first things first, the election, because the midterms are not over yet, it seems. The midterms, what, were two weeks ago? Wow. Yeah. So, what happened? This was a big problem. On election day... It's basically day, over. No? It's basically over, but we still are waiting to see what's going on in Arizona, because it seems that... Uh, you know, Florida used to be the laughing stock of the country when it came to elections. Read the 2000 election with the hanging chads. But now Florida has passed on that title to Arizona for the country's worst elections. And let's talk about it, right? So basically on election day, Maricopa County, a culprit in the 2020 uh, problem, uh, you know, they were having problems in 2020. They also had problems in 2022. Apparently, like, one-fifth or one-sixth of their voting machines were not working on Election Day. That's what, yeah, that, that's what people are claiming. Mm, well, is that, is, that is 
You know, that is true. That was what was being reported on election day as well. Um, people were saying that the, that the machines were broken, uh, at least one fifth or one sixth of them. And, uh, which, which begs the question why we need voting machines in the first place when humans are perfectly capable. Well, I guess with modern education system, I don't even know if humans can count to like 10 or something, but you know, uh, that's that. But essentially, these voting machines weren't working, and so people were trying to put their ballots in, and it wasn't processing. And so um, and so, what happens? Uh, Carrie Lake, uh, the Republican nominee from er, – the Republican candidate from Arizona for governor, she was defeated by Katie Hobbs, the Democrat um, from Arizona. She actually is the – I believe she was the secretary – um, what was Katie Hobbs? Katie Hobbs was some important thing. She was actually managing the election. So she was, um, yes, yeah, she was, uh, what's it called? She's the secretary of state. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. She was secretary of state in Arizona since 2018. So for four years, she's been secretary of state. She's managing the elections. And now she wins in Arizona by 17,000 votes. And a bunch of places in Maricopa County are still having trouble with the election. And so a bunch of people in Arizona are not certifying the election. So all of a sudden, you have this problem that the Arizona election essentially is not being certified. Right? So do you have to, like, do it over? (sighs) That's a great question. I don't think that the answer is to do the election again because i mean it could get there but the reality is is that this is why elections need to be done properly in the first place they can't this is why it's so important for elections to be done right because what's going to happen now right is that no matter what happens someone's going to be upset right because when everyone feels that the system is fair when everyone feels that the system is working the way it's supposed to when it comes to elections, people are willing to take the loss if they need to, right? But let's talk, but let's see what happens, right? Because if they decide not to do an election again, they just decide to cure some ballots, right? And Carrie Lake wins, right? Then the Democrats will be upset because then Carrie Lake will have essentially stolen the election. And if then Katie Hobbs wins, then the Republicans will be like, well, of course the system did a recount and they won. Right. The system's not going to let us win. Right. Um, And then if they redo the election, it'll be kind of like in Britain where they kept on doing these elections to leave Britain. And every time the government didn't believe the people when they said they wanted to leave the EU, you're saying, no, they wanted to uh, wait. Did I say leave Britain? Yeah, you said leave Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they they the British wanted to leave the European Union and they kept on doing elections and to a lot of people who were paying attention, it felt like the the government wanted to have elections until they got the answer the government wanted, right? So that's what the problem of the second election is, which is why the, the elections the first time need to be done properly in an orderly fashion in a way that is above reproach. Not not that it's technically not that it's technically good, but it can be criticized. It needs to be done in a way that everyone believes that it is fair. Because mm-hmm. this is not a good situation. Um, so yeah, 
so what's going to happen with all this? I don't know. Um, will Carrie Lake win? I don't think so. It's a, it's an uphill battle. Once you like, lose the election. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, no, once you lose. Yeah, we can't <laughs> interrupt each other. Go, go, go. No, I was going to say that once you lose the election, even if you have some sort of claim, very rarely do people, you know, come back from that. That's just the reality. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this. If even if this whole thing does work out and, you know, they're able to figure things out and get the votes done and whoever doesn't win, like, will it make a difference, you know, for the results of the election? Well, I actually, I, I think it's very crucial because if Katie Hobbs, oh, Katie Hobbs, well, I, yeah, I guess Katie Hobbs, if Katie Hobbs wins, then they're going to cement the voting system that is causing the problems in Maricopa County. But I think if Carrie Lake wins, she's the first thing she's going to do is clean up the voting system. Like that's what they always do, right? Whenever, whenever some like in Florida after the 2000 election, it became such a scandal that it took like that it went all the way up to the Supreme Court that Florida cleaned up their voting, uh, voting, uh, their voter rolls. They cleaned up the voting procedure, uh, and and now they have possibly the cleanest elections in the country. No one, no one thinks Florida is is a problem state, and it really does matter because if Carrie Lake, honestly, Florida, uh, not Florida, Arizona is one of the states that's going to make it or break it in twenty twenty four because a lot of people talk about you know voter yeah, purple, fraud. Right? Missed the, what? It's purple, right? It's purple, but it, it, if they can't clean up the voting system in, in Arizona with the mail-in ballots and you know and all this corruption that we see in Maricopa County, right? Then the Republicans don't have a chance. And as we saw in 2020, the Republicans need Arizona. Because remember, Republicans are always fighting uphill battles. You got New York, New Jersey, the California. They're all voting blue. That's not changing. Right. Texas mm-hmm. is becoming solidly red. Florida is now solidly red. Um, a bunch of places. Right. But the, it seems that the places with the big voter problems are are coming down to the wire because it's these like kind of purple states. If they don't have trustworthy elections, the Republicans can't win there and therefore they can't win. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right, so that that's an that's an issue. Honestly, you you we we have to look out for that. Um, but yeah, it, it's this is really shameful again that uh, this is really shameful that uh, this is happening in the United States and in one of the freest countries in the world. Um, these guys make North Korean elections look. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, you know, like how in Iran, like the the guy who's in charge gets like ninety six percent of the vote. Even he has like the decency to like, look, well, four percent of the people voted for the opposition. You know, they at least they at least try to have the pretense of a fair election. These guys, they're not even like. Did you see the end of uh, the movie The Dictator? Did you see the yeah, dictator? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like I saw so the dictator. like the end of the movie where like they become a like democracy. You see everyone. There's like a line of people like at the voting booth. And they're gonna vote for the other guy, and then a tank <laughs> comes. <laughs> a tank yes. comes and like points like the cannon at 
you know, the people on the line to switch over to the other booth <laughs> to vote for the other guy. It was so funny. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that was, um, that was very funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So yeah, they, these people don't know what they, they don't treat democracy seriously. I kind of want Carrie Lake to win because she's going to be another great governor. A lot of people in like the, the internet sphere are saying that Carrie Lake would be an excellent governor. And I'm inclined to agree. She kind of has that, uh, some, some of that Trumpian energy about her, but, uh, I'm not holding my breath, but uh, we wish her the best of luck. Anyways, let's go on to the next topic. We're going to talk about the world cup in Qatar. Now, Rody, you should know something about me. And that is that I hate soccer. I hate soccer so much. Do you mean football? No, I said what I said. <laughs> All right. Why do you hate soccer so much? Because it's a bunch of guys kicking a ball around for two hours. And if you touch them in the wrong way, they start crying like little girls. I mean, you can say that about any sport. It's all like, oh, you're throwing a ball into a basket or you're, you know, hitting a ball with a stick. Or Have you ever watched you know, a soccer match, though? Nothing happens in the soccer matches. Like, football games, things happen. Baseball games, things happen. Basketball games, they sometimes get, like, hundreds of points in that game. Like, they sometimes get, like, 100 points, in a, like, in a basketball game, right? Soccer, they maybe get, like, one or two goals. Nothing happens in that game. Nothing. Would you say even NASCAR is more interesting than soccer? Because all they're doing is going around in a circle. <laughs> oh, and he's turning to the left. Oh, look at that. He's turning to the left. <laughs> we'll Which be right back. Is... You won't miss a freaking thing. It was Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Jeff Dunham. Yeah, yeah, it was Jeff Dunham that said that. Oh, that was great. Um, But... I don't know. Soccer is so boring, but let's talk about FIFA, right? So in 2010, they decided that the, that the world cup, which is the, you know, the tournament in soccer, they decided that it's going to be in 2022 in Qatar. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of Qatar, I don't think of soccer hooligans. I think of Islam, lots and lots of Islam. Right? So, Qatar, before the World Cup, they said that there would be alcohol served and that they wouldn't oppress LGBTQ people. And uh, they, in like the last minute, after building their soccer stadium with slave labor, uh, they decided, oh, yeah, all that things we said, that's not true. We're not having any of that. Um, so now people are forced to go to the World Cup and eat halal food and they're being forced to take off the ridiculous rainbow colored various items and apparels. Um, Jews have no kosher food and they're not allowed to organize prayers, which, you know, we'll get to that. Um, and they're bringing in an Islamic preacher to preach Islam to the soccer go goers. You saw that meme I sent you, right? Yeah, I did see it. The one where like, okay. I think it's a, the, the porn star is, like, force-feeding the other porn star milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Football yeah, supporters. Like, football. So yeah, that was, that's a great meme. Unbelievable. Great meme. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's kind of nuts. And they decided to change it. 
and everyone, you know, and then FIFA did surprise Pikachu face. Because, uh, what? The Qatar's being Islamic? What? I thought they said they wouldn't be Islamic. Uh, but that's not how Islam works. So you don't take a break from, you don't take a break from being Islamic. Um, it's, it's just ridiculous. You know, what do you think about it, Rody? Um, so I'm somewhat not surprised. Um, I mean, I'm also, I kind of am surprised because you need to cater to the entire world. And if you're catering in, you know, a world tournament, you know, you, you shouldn't uh, do things that will pissed off piss off the rest of the countries you know what i mean and so i'm kind of surprised that they did that i mean i'm not surprised that they like said oh that they wouldn't do it um early on and then like once it was kind of like too late they're like okay you know like once people can't do anything about it then they kind of just go back on their word um, i guess i but, guess today is day zero since the last islamic trick yeah but i just find um it interesting how like that they're not catering to other countries. Like it's okay to have your own like beliefs and your own, um, you know, you know, laws, you know, it's, it's your own country. Um, it's just like, you would think that they would, you know, change that up a little bit when you're hosting, you know, a world tournament. <laughs> I don't know if that well, makes any sense or not. Right. But, but you have to, well, Right, but you have to understand from Qatar's perspective, right? Now, listen, there's no love lost between me and the country of Qatar. Uh, for one, Qatar is where all the Hamas leaders live. So, you know, when their martyrs are dying in Israel, their leaders are living it up in places like Qatar. Uh, Qatar's not in one of the good Gulf states. It's one of the bad Gulf states. It's one of the evil Gulf states, as opposed to one of the good Gulf states. So um, how come they got the permission to host the games? Um, two words. Uh, Jew gold. Jew gold? Yes. What does that mean? They, it's called a bribe. They bribed the FIFA officials. and uh, What money? Are they considered like a rich country? <laughs> Yeah, they have oil money. They're oh, a yeah, they're... they're all they're all stupidly wealthy from the black sludge that comes from the earth. Oh, all right. Can't wait for Elon Musk to, you know, bring us to electric cars. Uh, well, the left doesn't care. Yeah. Um. But what happens? So they decided to go back on the word. Now, to me, it, it made sense. It it actually made less sense to me that they would ever say that they would promise alcohol um, because that's not what Islamic people do. Islamic people are not known for tolerance of differing opinions. You know, they, they, they're, that's not what they're known for in the Islamic world. So I was kind of shocked that everyone kind of believed them and did a surprise Pikachu face, uh, <laughs> but, they're, but they're, but they're correct. And no, but like, seriously, if you believe that homosexuality is evil and you believe that alcohol is evil and you believe that Jews are evil, why would you want that in your country? And they're being surprisingly tolerant. They're not actively looking for homosexuals that are in their country and putting them to death. 
Number one, because that would probably incite an international outrage. And number two, because they're being uncharacteristically magnanimous. All they're asking is, don't peddle that smut to us, right? Did you see that tweet by that Qatari official? Can you read the tweet by the Qatari uh, official? Um, That's the first one you sent me? No, I send you. There's a third one. The guy from third Mr. Nayer. Yeah, as a Qatari, I'm proud of what happened. I don't know when will the Westerners realize that their values aren't universal. There are other cultures with different values that should be equally respected. Let's not forget that the West is not the spokesperson for humanity. Well, that's correct. Just to give you a background, that tweet was in response to... Uh, the arrest of Grant Wall. He's a, he's a journalist in the United States. And he went to one of the games wearing a rainbow shirt. And the, the I guess the security guard told him to, he had to take it off because you're not allowed to do that. Um, you're not allowed to wear that, which makes sense because they don't want in Qatar big gay in Qatar. Like just, That's not the place for it, right? So, yeah. They don't want, uh, you know, they don't want it. I mean, or they could just be like, oh, you know, do it in your room. Don't make, like, uh, don't make it public, you know, so. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's it. why they're being, right. That's why I'm saying they're being uncharacteristically magnanimous about it. Because I don't think they're going to look for foreigners who in their hotel rooms are engaging in gay sex. Yeah, they're not, they're like, not going to be, I don't think they're going to be breaking down doors and then like arresting people. But like, yeah, they'd be like, okay, don't wear, you know, this shirt. We don't want, we don't believe in this stuff. So don't publicize it. If you want to publicize it, go back home. Right. You know? And I mean, like even further, they said there'd be kosher food in Qatar uh, and they'd allow Jewish prayers in Qatar. And guess what? That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the one hand, like, what the hell? But on the set, but on the other hand, like, I guess good for standing up for what you believe in and believing in something more than just gay butt sex. I mean, like, you know, like anti-Semitism is bad. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, like, I'd still rather, you know, like, I think on some level, Qatar is a better country than the United States, because at least in Qatar, they, they're not confused as to what a man and a woman is. So it's, it's very, it's very simple. So You're saying it, that like they have their values and they're not bending to change those values for anyone. E- exactly. Like, even, if it's, even if it's for good or bad and in terms of like LGBTQ, you obviously agree, but obviously for Jews, you don't agree because you know, you're, we're Jewish ourselves. Um, and but, we, but, I think, you know, but I think if they asked Jews like us about our opinion on the gays, we'd probably agree with them on some level. So I don't know what they have. The type of Jew who'd go and pray probably also feels similarly about LGBTQ individuals as do the Qataris. Probably not as extreme as the Qataris, mind you. But we probably have similar views on homosexuality and we probably also don't want to see them. Um, but yeah, they're just banning it. Whatever. I mean, well, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, is that uh, good on them for having their values. And maybe this is the West's wake up calls. Like, well, hold on a minute. If, you know, we can't have universal things because the world isn't universal. The, the, the Qataris don't believe in suspending Islam for 28 days. As that first tweet I sent you said, right? 
they don't believe in, you know, suspending Islam for 28 days. So you can have a beer in a Qatari stadium. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, they're going to host the World Cup and they're going to do it in an Islamic way. And if you don't like the World Cup being hosted in an Islamic country, perhaps don't go to the World Cup. Yeah, watch it at home where you or can wear, uh, you know, or, you know, watch it at home where you are allowed to wear a rainbow shirt and drink alcohol. Yeah, or better yet, don't support it because soccer is a lame sport and you should watch football <laughs> soccer is lame. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so I think that's it. And now let's talk about Twitter's new management. Oh, man, this is a great topic. We've been waiting for this. For how long have we been waiting for this, Rodi? For Elon Musk uh, to buy Twitter? You, what, it was, I think it's still less than a year. It's been like many months. I think it's still been less than a year. Yeah. So... I don't know the exact. But. Well, regardless. It's been a long journey. It's been a very long journey. And I'm glad that I was able to experience it with you, Rody, Because we finally. Elon Musk finally bought Twitter. And he finally. Opened the jails. We did it, guys. Twitter, we did it, you guys. Um, yeah, he opened the jails. Everyone. All the big players, with a couple of major exceptions, all the big players are free on Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah, and he says he's going to reinstate Trump, which is probably the well, biggest news. He yeah. Did. Um, so he did and, that. Yeah, you know, it's it's good for freedom, freedom of speech. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to freedom of speech, I, I think, you know, there shouldn't be like oh exceptions in terms of like you know freedom of speech should be for you know freedom of speech everyone um i mean obviously like don't go yelling fire in a you know movie theater but um you know when it comes to you know give everyone a chance right so let's talk about who was freed from twitter jail so of course you have uh, Donald Trump. He was the most famous. I don't know if he's coming back to Twitter. And after all the money he pumped into Truth Social, I don't know if he yeah. wants to come back to Twitter. Um, which is a real shame because I like the idea of Trump being on Twitter. But yeah, that's the, that's the only problem. Comes, every every- the business, like because there's also a business aspect of it. Like, even though he probably wants to go back to Twitter, but he's like, like you said, you know, he pumped all this money <laughs> into Truth Social. So, you know, it would kind of be somewhat of a waste. Yeah, I think that was kind of the one of the problems. We were constantly going, uh, you know, on the treadmill. There was um, Parler, which is where all the Republicans were for a while. And then that kind of got shut down. There was Getter. And then there was uh, Truth Social. But now Twitter's back, right? Because Elon Musk owns Twitter. So now all of a sudden you have all these platforms that kind of like they, they cease to serve a purpose, right? Because the reality is, is that it's this is not like a Nintendo console where you want diversity in the market. You want multiple players. The whole point of social media is that everyone's on social media. Right. So it doesn't really serve anyone's purpose to have like a truth social and a Twitter and a this and a that. Right. Right. The only issue is what it, the only reason people made up alternatives was because they felt that on Twitter they w- didn't have access to Twitter or they felt that Twitter was being too censorious. 
But the reality is, is that we don't need Twitter alternatives if Twitter's working fine. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, right. So that's a big problem. But I kind of hope Trump comes back to Twitter because, you know, everyone's on Twitter already. And I don't see a reason to, you know, do that to to split the fan base. Um, but Trump's back. That's nice. Uh, Jordan Peterson's back. Uh, the Babylon Bee is back. The Babylon Bee, some great headlines, but they're back and they never back down. So good for them. You have Project Veritas. They did some of the best journalism. I think Elon Musk likes Project Veritas because Project Veritas actually keeps Elon Musk informed. So you, you got uh, Project Veritas. You've got um, Kanye West is back. You know what he tweeted when he got his Twitter account back? That's interesting. Yeah, what? <laughs> he tweeted out, Shalom. No way. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's great. Am, uh, I allowed to, am I allowed to disavow Kanye West while also saying that that's actually hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> Shalom. I'm <laughs> uh, just, just like imagining him saying it. Like after all that, all that, after everything that like happened with him, it's just like, you, it's just something I wouldn't have expected. Well, so here's the thing. Because Kanye West believes that blacks are the real Jews, I don't see a problem with that. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's also, uh, who else came back? Sargon of Akkad came back. Thank God for Sargon. Sargon's back. Who is that? Carl Benjamin of the Lotus Eaters podcast. Ah. Yeah. Sargon of Akkad is back. Uh, who else is back? I'm just trying to think. Well, Jordan Peterson's back. I'm sure there's a list of characters. Uh, I think uh, Mike Lindell. No, I don't think he got his back. There were a couple of people that didn't get their um, that didn't get their Twitter accounts back. One of them is Milo Yiannopoulos at Nero. He didn't get his Twitter account back, which is a real shame because when Milo was on Twitter, that was a good time. Milo was a good time on Twitter. Um, and then, of course, uh, most famously, Alex Jones did not get his Twitter account back. He was the only one that Elon Musk said he wouldn't be getting his Twitter account back. And that's, he said, because Alex Jones used children mm. for political gain. Um, I don't think, I mean, I disagree with that, but, you know, that's a discussion for another time. Uh, but enough about who got reinstated at Twitter. Let's talk about the management. Let's talk about how Twitter is being run. So I think Elon fired complete overhaul. Oh my God. It's great. Did you see that picture? Like the comparison between Twitter before Elon and Twitter after Elon? Uh, no, I did not. So someone posted it on Twitter. Interestingly enough, they posted a tweet where it was a picture on the left from Twitter before Elon Musk. And then the picture on the right was Twitter after Elon Musk and the Twitter before Elon Musk is just like all women all like white women, right? And then, you know, after Elon Musk, it was like a white guy and a bunch of Asian guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they got rid of all the women. It's like they I think they fired like what, 90% of Twitter staff at this point. Um I think so. I don't I don't know. Um, I just know he fired a lot. He either fired them, and also I was reading up on it, and he said that like they sent out an email uh, saying that 
uh, if you want to, you know, it's like either like, you know, conform to like the new Twitter or, you know, you can leave. Yeah, so. I think by the way they locked down the offices to make sure that no one can, uh, you know, mess with the code because that's what disgruntled employees do. And ninety percent of the workforce is being fired. Um, yeah. They decided to do that. I think Tesla engineers took over the code for, for Twitter. They were like cleaning it up. Oh wow! Yeah, no, but it's it's actually kind of nice because now I'm gonna have to now I'm gonna see less videos from zoomer women who did nothing in college getting paid like six figures to drink wine on tap it, it made me angry. <laughs> so angry so angry so angry you would like see those, those videos women, of people like at their work and they just do absolutely nothing like they have a meeting about sitting in a meeting and then they do yoga and then they drink wine on tap and they have like fancy food i didn't even know it's so fancy that i didn't even know the concept for the dish existed Right, and then they go home, and then they have. Listen, you know your job is fake if you have energy to go out at night. If you come home from a long day at work and you decide I want to go out with friends, that means you're not working hard enough. It means you need a job that works you harder. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. And these women just, I, 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 I'm, I'm angry about it. But nature is healing. Those women will have to go back to the kitchen. Wow. Can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't want you in the kitchen, especially after eating all those good meals and drinking wine. You don't belong in the kitchen. You stay out of the kitchen. That's where all the food is. But uh, yeah, maybe go do yoga. Um, no, but the the whole – but that's kind of done at Twitter. That's not going to be the case of Twitter anymore. Twitter is now going to be run by engineers and businessmen and not – zoomers with a marketing degree so that's gonna be really really nice um they also cracked down on the child porn there was child porn on twitter yeah there were like hashtags that would lead to child porn and so elon musk yeah well that's good yeah, they yeah yeah that's very good actually. I mean, like they lost ninety percent of the workforce and they were able to crack down on the child porn. So I think Elon Musk, by definition, is doing a better job running Twitter than Parag Agrawal. So that's nice. Um, let's talk about the new business model for Twitter, the the verification for eight dollars. Yeah, what's that about? Was there a subscription before? No, there was no subscription. What was before is that when Twitter became bigger, right, they realized that they needed a system to verify that certain accounts were held by the people that said they held them. Because if let's say, let's say, because I'm a famous person, let's say Luke makes a Twitter account. And because everyone loves me so much and everyone, you know, is trying to imitate my success, they might make another Twitter. What? Yeah. Yeah, How do do they know it's actually you? Right. So, th- but that wasn't a subscription. You didn't subscribe. You got that if you were famous enough. Right? Yeah. Right. But then um, it became, at some point, I think it was in 2016, it became a kind of marker for the elite. So, like, it became a, a slur by like people on our side to say the blue check marks, the journos, they're saying something. Oh, look, it's the blue check marks. That means their opinion is very stupid. Right. And, uh, and, and I think Elon Musk, what he wants to do, 
is he wants to try to monetize the blue check mark in order to, uh, you know, make money. Because this is the classic internet model where if you give something out for free, enough people will pay for it if they like the service to keep the business afloat. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have that. And then I think also Elon Musk maybe is trying to court certain content creators to t- make tweets. So, and maybe kind of sign deals with them so that they're only tweeting on Twitter and not at Parler or Getter or Truth Social or whatever it is. And maybe, maybe that, and maybe that way will generate t- traffic and then there will be, you know, advertisers will want to come to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that. that's kind of long and short of it. Um, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Right Side of the Compass podcast. We know that you have many choices in podcasts to listen to, and we're thankful that you decided to listen to ours. The best way to help us with our podcast is by liking the video, sharing it with all your friends, and subscribing to the channel. In addition, you can hit that notification bell to make sure you're notified of our latest uploads. If you want to reach out to us, you can comment in the comment section of, on YouTube. You could reach out to us through DMing us at the right side of the compass on Instagram, or you can uh, tweet at me at Luke R S T O C. No, it's R. No, it's at Luke R S O T C. On that's my Twitter handle, and we'll get Rody's Twitter handle soon enough. And, uh, yeah, that's how you can reach out to us and let us know what a great job we're doing. Or if you want to send us hate mail, you could do that too. Either way, we're fine. Um, or you can yeah, send it via carrier. Hate mail. We love hate mail. You could also send us hate mail via carrier pigeon if you so choose. <laughs> I will be- Listen, if you could get a pigeon to me, I will be very happy to accept your hate mail. Um, also because that'll be dinner for the night. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> So, yes, so thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed the episode, and we look forward to seeing you next time.